This is Healing Justice, a podcast bridging conversations at the intersections of collective healing and social change. I'm your host, Kate Warning, and each week we share a conversation with a powerful leader and an accompanying audio practice to help resource you in your leadership and the well-being of you and your people. This week we talked with Celia Cutts, one of the co-directors of Training for Change, about conflict and leading from the feminine. And here Celia offers us a practice that helps us uh, center in our body-based knowing, in our ability to attune and observe, and begin to see a conflict moment in our own lives, whether personal or in a group that we're working with, as a resource to get to understand some of our dynamics of relating a little bit better. So this one is really, really useful and quite pragmatic. And you're just going to need a piece of paper and something to write with, or if you're more creative, you can grab your art supplies. Um, And you also might want to look at the uh, written example that we have posted on the blog at healingjustice.org. If you're listening on a podcasting app, you can look in the show notes and there's a direct link there so that you can check it out and have a little bit of a visual reference during this practice. So hope that you enjoy. Hi, uh, my name is Celia Cutts and I'm here in Philadelphia and I'm going to share with you a practice that I use uh, when I'm especially working with groups. Um, I do use it internally to sort of sort out different roles and um, voices or uh, archetypes that I'm feeling at different times, but I find it particularly useful um, when I'm working with groups, which I do a lot of. And I'm excited about bringing the practice to you all um, because I know for me when I'm with groups, whether I'm facilitating a group or um, I'm in a fam- my family or I'm at a party even, I can find myself overwhelmed with the amount of information, the amount of people, the dynamics that are occurring. And sometimes my my body and my mind starts to shut down and I just feel really overwhelmed and I start checking out or disassociating. And so I found that this tool helps me uh, ground and stay really present with a group because I'm able to track and uh, look for ways that different dynamics are occurring and different roles are showing up. So if you listen to um, the interview, the podcast, you'll have heard that some of this is around looking at different ways that people or behaviors show up as specific roles in groups. And there's lots of patterns to the way roles show up in multiple groups. Um, And so this is an example of that. And it's really helpful if you're feeling overwhelmed to say, okay, wow, there's a lot going on here. And what can I see that I can recognize? Oh, over here is somebody who is being very loud and taking up a lot of space. Okay, over here is somebody who's being very quiet and maybe keeping to themselves or is being more introverted. And just being able to see uh, and track more than one thing happening at the same time. So... Uh, What you will need to do this is 
just anything, a piece of paper, a napkin, scrap paper. You can also get artistic and creative if you'd like, getting chart paper out, markers. Um, sometimes when I'm doing role work within myself, I um, actually use collage and uh, pull pictures from magazines to represent what's going on inside myself and in groups. I've done it with groups too. Um, and you'll also need to um, reflect on a moment when there's been tension or, like I said, overwhelm or uh, conflict. Um, and it helps if it's recent so you can kind of, it's fresh in your mind and you can remember what some of the dynamics were. So, so a piece of paper, something to write on, something to write with. Um, and a memory, an experience you've had. So um, I, I offered, uh, there's a visual that you can look at that I'm going to walk us through as the example for this practice. Um, and this was, uh, I was invited into an immigrant rights group to help them think about a dynamic within their team meeting. This is a small group. I think there's six or so, maybe six or 10 people in this group. Um, and I know a lot of them. I've been in community with them for a while. Um, and, um, but I also don't know them all very, very well. Sort of, you know, we know each other through shared political home. And um, so I sat down to hear about some of the dynamics after having also experienced them a bit, being in their space. And so what I started listening for, started talking about were different ways people were showing up. So we'll start with um, the boxes that are in pink. Um, and so people, the person I was talking with shared, okay, some of the behaviors that are showing up in this group, some of the dynamics are, there's one person who's really looked up to, really respected in the community, really held up as a role model, as an elder. She tells a lot of stories. Whenever she sort of has her hand raised, you know a story is going to come out of her. And so, so we started, he said, you know, she's kind of like a grandmother figure. And so that's that first one of those boxes on the piece of paper. And so as I heard the word grandmother and the behaviors, I inside myself started to wonder, okay, so if there's a grandmother, there's a daughter, there's a mother, there's a, another role that's in relationship to that role in this group. So my inquiry was with him, so how do the others react? What are the, what are the interactions that occur when this, these behaviors show up? And so he started talking about, well, there's um, new ideas show up and people start interrupting a little bit and saying, well, that's not really relevant to me or I'm not sure what that means in this experience or... I don't want to do it that way. We've always done it that way. Um, and so I started, uh, I, I named with him. So this, this tool of roles is when there's one role, there's always the opposite. Whether it's expressed or not, it's in the room. And so we started talking around like, so what are the ways that some of the other behaviors that are happening can play into patterns around daughterhood, daughtership? What does it mean to be a daughter? How is that response to that dynamic of someone who's looked up to storytelling, also showing up as a daughter. And then um, because those are archetypes in our world, those are roles that all of us have some relationship to, whether or not 
you know, we are a daughter or we're a grandmother or we're a son or whatever our family system is, we know, we know a generalization about how daughters are. So we started to just also explore, and I didn't put it on the piece of paper um, with, with him, what is that dynamic? And, you know, that's also like intergenerational work, that's gendered work. Um, and so it was helpful for us to start thinking about the group and for him as one of the key leaders in the group to start to be able to see, um, ah, okay, so this is a this is a dynamic. And so when one happens, the other happens. And also for him as one of the only male-bodied individuals in the group, um, how does he thoughtfully uh, be in relationship with a gender dynamic in this way? So, so it was really helpful to just, again, like, not get so sucked into the overwhelm of like, oh my gosh, they're just pitting against each other, but see, oh, there's a role dynamic happening here. There's a daughter and a granddaughter response feedback loop. Coupled with that and sort of like we, where we went, and I won't go through all of them with so much depth, but um, <clears throat> started talking about the ways that organized religion was showing up in the room where people were requesting that prayer happen at every training and every meeting, and there was a specific way. And so again, once you see one extreme of, ah, there's a specific way that this has to happen, automatically knowing that the other side of that also exists. So if someone is saying, you know, we have to pray at every meeting, there is, there is in response to that, uh, yeah, but I don't do it that way, or well, don't make me do it that way. That's how I was taught to do it as a young person, and that felt oppressive. And so there's this roles of organized religion, and then, I mean, what I put was like rebelled against organized religion. Um, so it doesn't really, you don't have to get too technical about like what is the opposite, but um, just what's the other energy, what's the other response to the thing that is that you're trying to learn about? So you can see that all of these, I, I talked about language, someone who only speaks Spanish um, and someone who is um, only speaks English and then also in there, people who are bilingual Spanish-English. So it was a really helpful tool for us to then go into that meeting, being able to bring the group's awareness to its dynamic. So it could also step out of the individual and into uh, the structural of like, well, here, where is maybe gender oppression happening here through this grandmother-daughter relationship? How are we falling into traps of nuclear family or stereotypical um, uh, elderhood um, or youth oppression? And so it helped people unhook from, ah, you and I just don't get along to, oh my gosh, you remind me of my grandmother. That's why this is hard. They, and this was hard about her. Or this is a community thing within our community, within our immigrant community. This dynamic happens all the time. Wow, it's happening here. So that's the gist of the tool. Um, it's a opportunity for you to have greater awareness that is linking the individual to the external, to the structural, to the group level behaviors that exist in every group. Um, so try it um, and be patient with yourself. I've been doing this for a couple of years, so I've gotten good at being able to see the dichotomy and see the 
the, the playfulness between two different roles um, and be light with it. It's definitely been a lot of personal work to be able to be light and curious about roles rather than my own daughterhood getting kicked up and being like, yeah, I, man, I got issues with my grandma. <laughs> um, so be patient with yourself. And you may also be on this chart. I, I mean, you are in this, in this drawing. Um, and so be curious about that as well. Um, I'm happy to answer questions. It feels like a new tool bringing to the social change world that I feel really excited about. So feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm really hoping this was helpful. And I just want to thank Kate for the opportunity to bring it out and bring it into the world for social change and social justice. And um, yeah, keep in touch and take care. You just heard a practice from Celia Cutts. Download the corresponding conversation to hear more from Celia about facilitating conflict and leading from the feminine. You can sign up to stay in touch with us at healingjustice.org and interact with us on social media at Healing Justice on Instagram, Healing Justice Podcast on Facebook, and follow HJ Podcast on Twitter. This podcast is generously mixed and produced by Zach Meyer at The Coal Room. And if this practice was useful to you, please share it and remember to subscribe, rate, and review in iTunes to help us continue. Thank you for your commitment to building movements that liberate all of us and let us know how this practice works for you. If you gain any insights, uh, let us know on social. Send us a message privately if you prefer it to be private. Um, and I know that both me and Celia will be happy to be looking for your questions or your report backs to support you in uh, the way that we hold conflict with one another. It's a sacred project. It's a strategic project. It's an important project. So we want to support you. Thanks for joining us and hear you next week.